Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Didn't you think I could? Well, I know that the boogaloo is out of sight. But the shingling's a thing tonight. But it's nothing to it be. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9 The Game. That guy with his Sam and Greg all this Saturday morning. 25th day. 24th day of February. And it's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, and a very, very good morning to you folks in Palmetto, the beautiful people of Palmetto, yep. Georgia. Throw that on there. Almost, almost to Noonan. Almost to Noonan. Almost to Noonan. Okay. I'm still thinking right, about right stuff. Right down there up against the county line there. I, I, before we get into this, I, yep. I forgot to take care of something last segment. I said I was going to tell you um, who we have for tomorrow's They Got Next. Do we Do we have the – okay. Could you play that real quick if you could, please? Again, we have a new segment. Sam and I started uh, just about a month or so ago. We've had three weeks of just beautiful people who have been a part of this young – Young folk. Young yep. – <laughs> like that, young folks. Young folk. And, and young ladies. Yep. But we get our first young man mm-hmm. tomorrow. But if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, check it out. It's time for They Got Next. Yay! Sam and Greg give area up-and-coming broadcasters 13 and under their shot at the bids. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. All right, so we started this about three weeks ago, and we had, well, we started with Terrell Thomas's daughter, and then we had Bo Johnson's daughter, mm-hmm. who, by the way, we are finding out that we are programming during the week here, Sam. Okay. Because this segment is being replayed. Like, Bo played his daughter on <laughs> Oh, really? He got his own show, right? He's the, he's right. the producer for Andy and Randy, so right, right. he played it on on, uh, you know, on their show. Juice. Um, and then, I just, all of a sudden, I forgot last. Last week, no, we, we skipped Chris, Chris Parker's Parker. daughter. Chris Parker. Okay. And Ellie. Ellie was on, mm-hmm. and Chris don't got a show here no more, you know, until you guys come back. So yeah. his wasn't replayed. But- Tomorrow, are you ready for this? The contestant is Samson McMichael. Whoa. 
Randy McMichael's son, oh my, ten-year-old son, yikes, is going to be with us tomorrow morning. Oh, this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be fun, folks. And, 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 you don't want to miss this. And let me just tell you, when I was talking to Samson and and and, and his daddy the other day, and we were talking about you know the content of what would you like in this, and as we were talking. I realized that Samson is going to be a little different than the others. The others kind of stayed to a, a formula because they had a lot more going on. They had the Super Bowl and NFL playoffs going on, and then um, the beginning of the Hawks season, there was something else that was happening too. So they had things to jump onto, and then they were on a local team, mm-hmm. high school, grammar school, not high school, excuse me, um, area team that they plan on. So they talked about something local. That's not going to be the case tomorrow. That is, is going to be is going to be different. Okay. He's got his own report he wants to do, and just look forward to it. Okay, all right. But we are going to get a ten year old sports report tomorrow from Samson McMichael, Randy McMichael's son. I think it's going to be fun. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's going to be epic, and we'll it. do it. Excuse me, at nine o'clock. At nine o'clock tomorrow. Nine morning. o'clock straight up. That's when we will do it. Okay. Um, that was one piece of business. I want to make sure I got. I want to shout out to some of. folks. Yeah, go ahead. Finish. This is Hall of Fame weekend. This is Georgia Sports Hall of Fame weekend down in Macon. And uh, if you were with us Monday morning, you were with us us Monday morning, um, you know, Steve Holman was on and he talked about uh, the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame and how much he, um, you know, looks forward to being a part of it. And he'll be able to be there this evening when they do the induction. Last night they received their jackets. uh, What color are they? You know, that's a good question. They don't have them wearing them. You ain't in there yet? Look, I know you wanted the voters for the, the high school the high school. I got my jacket for the high school for high school. Okay. But this is for the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. You this need to be in there. No, no. <laughs> it's not in Macon. Okay. Well, if it's in we Macon, got, we have to worry we about got, you no, We got up. some people. Listen to these people. Who <laughs> Go are ahead. In. Let me hear This it. year's class comprised of Sharif Abdul-Rahim. We were just talking about him, weren't we? Eric Berry. Oh, okay. Chris Carpenter. Thomas Davis. Uh, just retiring, Claude Felton, who's sports... Communication director at Georgia for many years. Uh, Coach Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson, okay. Uh, Brian McCann. Okay. And um, uh, tennis player Wendy White. That's, that's, that's the 2024 class of the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame, and that's, that's held every year in Macon. So that's happening this evening. You used to, was that the event that you used to MC? No, no. In Macon? No. Okay. I didn't MC in Macon, no. Um, oh, Matt, Savannah. Matt, Matt, Savannah. That's, yeah. that's coming up next month. That's the Athletic Directors Association. They are there. They're having the Fan Fest there in Macon today at 1 o'clock Saturday. That's, okay. autog- that's an autograph session at the, at the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. It's open to the public, free of charge, if you don't want to drive down and, and meet the Hall of Famers. And um, the 68th Annual Induction Ceremony is at the Macon City Auditorium at 530. John Smoltz will serve as master Thank you. Of That's what I was thinking Smoltz was hosting. Remember we were he talking is, about that earlier in the is, show? He is the uh, okay, master Okay, I got yeah. you. Okay. Because apparently he does a great job at, at hosting. That's okay. what Steve Holman was saying last week. So that, 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 that is coming up today down in Macon. Okay. And while you're down there, go and visit, uh, what's the name of the recording studio down there? In Macon? Yeah, Macon. I don't know. I know, oh. I know about Shoals. No, That's no, in Alabama. A great recording studio. Oh, I'm getting it now. Somebody, somebody's out there screaming and yelling at me. Yeah, they I, are. Because I, want, because I want to go and visit. Uh, go and visit it. It's, uh, Who recorded it? Give me some names of some famous folks. Everybody, anybody that's been down in I know Muscle Shoals as far as down here. Macon. I know. You talk about Almond Brothers. You talk about Otis Redding. You talk about okay. everybody who's recorded in the studio in Macon. So uh, a little richer probably. So, I mean, anybody from that, uh, that that part of the state 
uh, recorded there. So I forget the name of. It. I got to look it up now. <laughs> there was I, I, I'm in big trouble. We had a neighbor who had some folks over last week, and there was a woman. I think I told you about this on last week's show. Who worked literally in the glass triangle building the same time I was in there with the radio station down the dial, but yet didn't know about what was literally right next door to to that building. And it's nondescript. you got to know it's there. I don't know if it's still a studio, but Southern Tracks Studios, that studio was right next to there. And Brendan O'Brien was, I mean, you had Quincy Jones, and then you had Brendan O'Brien as far as the 90s and top producers, although Quincy was there for many decades. Okay. But Brendan O'Brien popped when when you know all the Athens bands popped, grunge was going on. A lot of those guys, Springsteen did an album here. They all went over to that studios. Then early two thousand, some things happened over there, and there's a little bit of crime. So I'm not sure if it's still a studio, but okay. yeah, Southern Tracks Studio has a rich history. Capricorn. Oh, okay. I've yeah. heard of that one. Capricorn. I didn't know that was Macon. In Macon, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday, Leighton Hewitt, and that's for you. Okay. <laughs> a tennis player. Australian. I didn't know he was Australian. I yeah, thought man. he was British. Aussie. I thought he was British. I tell you who else is celebrating a birthday today. Now think about this. There are some people here in Atlanta who will remember this name. Mayo Mayo Mano, excuse me. Mano Rayom. Okay. And I had met her a couple times. Mano Rayom. Does that name sound familiar to you? Hockey player, yeah. Hockey player. The first female to play in the NHL. Started as a goalie. On the Atlanta Knights. Yep. When she got here, that was big news. Atlanta Knights were the minor league team for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So when they brought her up and put her between the pipes, she set the she she became history. And so Manon Rayom, it's her birthday today. Early fifties. Yep. So yep. Pat, I don't I don't know of any other ladies that made it to the NHL, but she was the first. So there you go. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. If you cannot get in front of a TV, uh, we have got Hawks versus Orlando tomorrow. They came off a loss with Toronto last night, but getting ready for this game tomorrow versus Orlando, and you talk about this Orlando team, and, and they got their work cut out for I wonder, by the way, I wonder if we can get a, a firsthand report from um, Who's this? From, 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 our, from our old producer who's down there. Max. Max. Because he's you know, he got he got credentials for all things basketball down there in Orlando. Okay. So we need to get we need to get a first hand report from Max on what's going on with this team and, and how the Hawks are looking down there. But anyway, we might do that. Three in a row as far as checks in the loss column. Yeah. Before that, it were three checks in the win column. This seems to be the pattern with this Hawks team throughout this season. And Sam and I are sitting here scratching our heads wondering. As, as we talk about this player being out, this player coming back, hopefully this will help here, it just doesn't seem to be sustainable, whatever yeah. it is they're doing. And when they turn things around and you look at, oh, well, this is why, because Trey started doing this, or you know, DeJounte started doing that, and this is why these guys have seen success. But it doesn't seem to last, and that's what's maddening, Sam. Yep, and, and, and right now you got some people playing out, out of position and people missing with, with uh, Nyeko Kangwu out. And you got uh, you got Bruno Fernando having to play more. Well, he played 11 minutes last night, but he scored 12 points. Uh, but you just you got Clint Capella who's coming back from an injury. Uh, you want to be guarded with how many minutes you play him. Uh, he only played 19 minutes last night in the loss to Toronto, 123 to 121. It's just heartbreaking um, to see how it how it ended. You know, toward the end and some miscues and things that could have gone better. Obviously, with um, you know, the coach Quinn Snyder had been ejected from the game. Uh, it lit a fire under the team for a time, 
But just, you know, like you said, sustaining things with this team just seems to be the, the, the difficult thing to do. Great to see DeAndre Hunter back once again. It's coming back from the All-Star break. He's up to 25 minutes last night. That is great. You know, he's normally a starter with this team, and he's probably the person you would look to that's really set the tone for the team's defensive effort. And that's the one, one of the things that I'm hoping for here with these final, what, we're down to 26 games now? Um, they are hopeful that we're going to see him come in and really kind of help set the tone for the team defensively. Um, he's contributing great, you know, 25 minutes, 22 points last night. Team really needed him to pull through with some points because Trey Young was having a very off night last night, four for 13 from the field. Um, one or two only got to the line for two free throws last night, free throw shots last night. So, um, you know, 11 points, and that's way below what you usually get, 11 points seven assists for Trey Young. That's not the usual night uh, that, that you get from him. So you're hoping those things bounce back. You know, sometimes the team's a bad matchup. Maybe Toronto is a bad matchup, you know, for a team for a team like the Hawks. But you figure with their record, this should have been a winnable game. This is one of the games that you count. If this team is going to climb up out of this play-in status that they're in right now, they've got to beat the teams that should win the games that should be winnable games. And this one last night was one that got away. And you're looking at what's above them, even just in the, in, the, in the division, Orlando and Miami both tied atop that division. And they get past it. It's the, it, you know, as much as I hate to mention Bill Belichick here, it does remind me of the phrase that he likes to say. And that's what these guys got to do. It's like chopping wood. Just get out there and, and one game at a time, it, whatever cliche you want to use. But it's the lack of sustainability that. I mean, even lose one and then come back and win the next one. Yeah. No, when you lose one, it seems to be two, three in a row, and that's what's crazy. Uh, and then you go and win three, four in a row. I don't know. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. We are going to switch gears to talk Atlanta United, get ready to kick off their season up there in snowy Columbus. Going to hear from one of the guys call on the call. Yep. Jason Longshore going to be with us next. Oh, that wasn't a lion. That was you no, being cold. Burst, cold. Okay. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, the 24th day of February. And you know, Sam, on the birthday list, there are two people from this trilogy of movies. Did I say that sentence right? There were. Two people yes. in the trilogy, yes. which actually then makes it plural. I should have put an S on there. Of, of the Godfather movie. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and they both have other roles that make them that were just as famous for them. Abe Vigoda would have been his birthday today. Oh, man. So that was Tessio in The Godfather. But then he, he landed, and he's got two more shows from being Fish. On Barney Miller. Right. And then he had right. the show Fish. He, he had his own a, show, right? He had Ape Pagoda, and you had, Dom, I'm going to pronounce his last name right. I haven't heard it said in a long time. Dominique Chenizi. Chenizi. Anyway, he was um, Johnny Ola. He was Hyman Roth's guy, his, his man in Godfather 2. Okay. Hyman Roth, who's, you know, he's kind of like the Meyer Lansky character. His guy was Johnny Ola. That was Dominique Chenizi. But he was also Uncle Junior in The Sopranos. So there you go. So this, they, both of these guys celebrating a birthday, would have celebrated a birthday today, along with, of all people, Bill Knight, 86 years old, who probably, 
has sold many, many soccer balls, which takes us into our next, <laughs> next guest. I'm trying to bring it to soccer here. And I'm sure he's a big Godfather fan. But anyway, dude, we've been looking at pictures from you up in Columbus. Yeah. I, I, I hope you got some windshield wiper fluid that will uh, not freeze on the windows while you're there. Jason Longshore, <laughs> buddy. It's a little interesting here in Columbus. Um, the snow appears to have let up as we talk now. Uh, snow is supposed to end by about 10. And it wasn't that cold last night. We walked over from the hotel to watch the Blue Jackets play. No snow. wasn't even really that cold. So I'm, I'm looking out the window now, and the roads have pretty much melted. There's not any snow on the roads. It's just wet. Okay. So... I think once we get into the game, now it's not supposed to really be much of a freezing by the time we kick off at 2 o'clock, but I think the field will be fine. I think it just might be a little wet, but we're not supposed to get really any more precipitation the rest of the day. Okay, Sam, i got to jump in here because I have a series of questions because Jason has spent – Jason Longshore, by the way, joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. He has continued his education of me. And so I try to draw – Correlations between some other sports when understanding how things are done soccer-wise when I hit a brick wall, and I'm hitting one right now. I asked Sam earlier, Jason, if you guys play soccer, if they play soccer in, in snow flurries, thinking that if there's snow coming down, forget it. It's not going to – they're not going to oh, play. No, but he play. said they'll play. But here's my thing. what? How does that change? You go into this game, you go into this match – having one set of objectives as far as how you're going to attack this team, and then the weather comes into play. Is it like an NFL um, game where, you know, the guy's got to go in and change their cleats and they're going to now have a, you know, a ground game as opposed to throwing it up in the air? What are the subtle changes when weather comes into play for soccer matches? Well, you mentioned equipment. I mean, that does play into it. You're going to be looking at, you know, longer studs, if, if you've got those, if you can do that. that I don't think it's actually going to come into play today, though. I don't think it's going to be too bad. Now, the, the question is, this is a newer stadium in Columbus. I do not know if it's heated underneath. I don't know if they covered the field, you know, last night, for example. I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but a lot of it depends on how much accumulation you have, and that's what's going to affect, like, how the actual game plays out. Can you play the ball on the ground? From an Atlanta United perspective, that's going to be the biggest question, whether we're talking a day like today or like a, a rain game. Can you play the ball on the ground without the conditions affecting how you play? Because Atlanta United, in general, wants to keep the ball on the ground. They want to control possession, as does Columbus. So if the conditions make it difficult for those short passes, for those combination plays, it's going to be really interesting to see how these teams adapt. I think Atlanta can adapt just a little bit better than Columbus. Spend the time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Jason Longshore. Uh, you will hear him this afternoon along with Mike Conti on the call for Atlanta United and their season opener against Columbus Crew here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. He is social. You can always find him at Longshoe at Longshoe. We've had some weather issues when we played there in the past. I remember a match they played there and it was the field was practically submerged and they went and played anyway, right? Yeah, that was 2019. And that's what I'm hoping we don't have today, even if not snow on the ground, but the field is wet. In that one, it was also cold, but it was just raining the whole time and you had puddles on the field. Yeah. That's where you start to get to a match being unplayable. I'm not expecting that today. 
But where you have those kinds of conditions where the ball can't act naturally, it can't roll naturally, that's where referees have to make a decision. And today we do have an interesting situation with referees as well. I was going to bring that up. (laughs) Yes, replacement referees right now in Major League Soccer as the current officials under the, the Professional Soccerese Referees Association, they have been locked out. They have not come to a new agreement. And we have referees who have worked professionally but haven't worked at the MLS level. So before the game, the league will be involved in making decisions about if the field's playable and all of that. But once the game starts, and again, today, I don't think that's going to factor in at all. If conditions deteriorated during the game, that's where the referee would have to make a decision. And going back to that 2019 match, that was one where it looked like the referee was going to make a decision to stop the play because the ball couldn't roll on a normal basis on that field. And then the referee did not. Don't think we're going to have that kind of a decision have to be made today. Though. Hey, Jason, again, Jason Longstreet joining Sam and Greg here. All right, help me out here because unless you follow soccer, you didn't know about this this dispute going on between the refs and, and what's going on in MLS. And what is there? Why are they being locked out? What's the issue? Obviously, I'm sure there's money involved in it someplace, but what's it like being a ref in the, uh, in the MLS league versus some of the others? And um, what's their what's their complaint? Well, I think it's actually similar to a lot of the other leagues and and how things have grown over the years. There's more money to be made. There's more pressure on the referees for these matches because there's more people watching. There's more people talking about it. It's, It's a tough gig. It always has been, and I think it continues to get more difficult now, even with the tools like video assistant referees and replay and those kinds of aspects that give referees more opportunities to, to get calls right. As always, I think the, the referees, as we've seen in baseball over the years, basketball, football, they're negotiating to make more money as the league's making more money. Nothing wrong with that. I, I'm, I'm frustrated that there's been, on both sides of this one, a lot of posturing rather than enough talking to get this deal done. Um, a lot of back and forth that has just wasted time. Everybody knew when the season was going to start. Everybody knew that, you know, you get a tentative agreement and it's taken back to the membership of the Referees Association and then it's voted down like 90% down. So why did we waste our time with a tentative agreement that wasn't going to even have any chance of getting passed? It's too much posturing for me on both sides. Find a way to get this deal done. Pay the referees more, obviously. There's more money to pay them with. But you've got to find that number that makes sense on both sides. It's we see this across the board in in sport, and it's just something that, in this case, both sides have been, in my opinion, just a little bit too concerned with the PR side of it as opposed to getting the deal done. I think he just answered my follow-up question, so I, I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> I think he just answered it because, you know, Jason's great about this. He gets right. thorough. What was your follow-up? And, well, well, it, your mind again. it had to do with that and the, and the fighting of it. But I tell you, I will ask you this, though. Is the objective much like the players as far as the referees on the MLS side? Are they trying to get to the Premier League? Um, it's a little bit different in, in this because you do see, I'd say kind of rarely, referees leave their country to go ref in another league. I think what you see here is referees climbing the ladder. So if, if you're a kid out there and you want to start refereeing, you start in your local youth league. 
and you continue to move up the ranks and you get higher certifications and then you can do adult games and then you can do lower level professional games and then you can do MLS games. The, the pinnacle is the referee in a World Cup. So it's not like the player side in terms of moving to another league and club, but it is getting to the World Cup. It is representing your nation at that World Cup as a referee. That's really that pathway on the way up. You don't see many move to another country to work in another league. That brings another question, though, and, and we're a couple of years off from that. What pool will those officials come from that get to come and potentially work the matches here in Atlanta? That's uh, worldwide. And you see referees. I mean, we saw in 2018, for example, when the U.S. didn't qualify on the field to play, you saw referees work in that tournament. Mark Geiger, who is uh, one of the main people with the professional referees organization that assigns and manages the referees with MLS, he refereed a knockout game in 2018. So it'll be spread around the world. Each continent will have representatives. And it's it's a really, I think with the, the referees based here in the United States, you're seeing more and more climb that ladder and be in contention to work those games, either as a center referee, as an assistant referee, and now as a video assistant referee on, on the bar side. So the American referee pool has improved so, so much over the years, and there's still room to grow. I mean, you know, we, we complain about referees in every sport, right? That's just that's the nature of being a fan. It's the nature of doing what we do. But the referee level in the U.S. has improved, in my opinion, dramatically in the last decade. There's still room to grow, and hopefully they can continue to get there and get more referees in those World Cup games. I don't know if you can answer this question, but it popped up when Sam just asked his, and this is what ran through my mind. Don't know one way or the other, but if these crews are made up of, say, like it's an all-star team, right, of refs, if you will, from around the world, does a crew of referees on on a particular match, all have to speak the same language? Yes, typically. Um, I think in some competitions, they might mix people up a little bit more, but typically it's a crew from the same country or at a minimum the same region. It's not purely an all-star crew. They try to keep a group together a little bit once that tournament starts. So like you're kind of assigned to a ref team in that group and, and you work together with a group where the communication is important. Yes. Folks spending time with Jason Longshore getting said, let's talk about this match. First of all. And when we look to the other side with Columbus, we're going to see some familiar faces over there, right? Defending champs. Darlington Nagby is the one that a lot of people are going to remember from his time in Atlanta, but he's been here since 2020 and he's on a current game streak right now. That is, if he plays today, which you would expect that he would, he'll move into third overall in league history in over 100 games played consecutively. He's an Ironman in that midfield, and that midfield for me is the number one thing you look at with the Columbus crew. This is a team that I thought had the biggest improvement in the second half of the season, just a little bit more than Atlanta did last year, and you saw them take that all the way to MLS Cup but it's the midfield that powers it. Nagby with his quality on the ball, Aiden Morris next to him, the young American central midfielder. That's the engine room for this Columbus team that around those two, you get a lot of numbers forward. They're very dynamic. They have an incredible attacking player in Cucho Hernandez. It's a really well-organized, well-drilled team and they play in a very similar way to Atlanta both teams when you look at the overall numbers 
Both teams want possession. They're one, two last season. Both teams scored a lot of goals. One, two last season. The difference was Columbus, not a great defensive team, but a better defensive team than Atlanta. And we saw that play out in the postseason. So for this Atlanta team this year, even with, with Nagby and Morris and, and Cucho Hernandez, you've got to be better defensively, especially on the road, to pick up points and be able to climb the, the standings in MLS this season. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, the importance of getting on the board first, that that help you today? Yeah, I think it's key, especially where conditions aren't going to be ideal, even if the the field itself is fine. It's going to be cold. You know, temperature is going to be right around 32. So, you know, Atlanta hasn't been in conditions like this in a while. You get on the board first, I think, from just a, a, a confidence level, from a comfort level, make the other team start to chase, have to open up a little bit more, take some chances, and you can exploit that on your break. But, yeah, the first goal – Really, really important today. There you go. All right. That's uh, Jason Lunch. Hey, listen. Stay he's warm, the, man. He's the voice of that. Uh, and, of course, he is our first fill-in when Sam is gone or I'm gone. He's like the fifth Beatle. He's the guy we call to right off the bench, and he does a great job. Jason, yeah, stay warm up there and uh, bring us back not only a win, but, a, a you know, a call from Mike that we want. Yes. Give it to me, Sam. We want to boom Yakumakis. There you go. Even Hopefully if it's cold. Hopefully, gets on the board for that today. All right. <laughs> Jason Longshore, joining Sam and Greg. Appreciate it, buddy. We are going to wrap things up and turn things over to John Fricky coming up top of the hour. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It is Sam and Greg. It's a Saturday morning. We're going to be with you. You ever catch this guy? Well, I had a story, but yeah, I've seen no, it. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. no, no. Well, let me do it. Yeah. We'll be with you tomorrow from 6 until 10. And uh, thank you for letting us be a part of your uh, weekend mornings. I had her play that specifically. I was at a wedding where he played at. In really? fact, it was Dan Patrick's brother who used to be the program director down the dial. Okay. When he got married, he had Buckwheat Zydeco <laughs> play at his is, Are you is reception, yeah, and he had a place over there in uh, Ansley, uh, Ansley Park area, Ansley Hills, or whatever it's called over there. Um, and yeah, Buckwheat Zydeco was in his living room with a whole bunch <laughs> of folks living room. in his living room. Oh my goodness! And a whole bunch of folks there, and uh, he's since divorced. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so I remember that, and then I got his, I got one of his albums back in the day. So I was in the Zydeco music for a little bit. Oh yeah, man! But I, I had, I had uh, Noel throw that on because you know, Sam, today was the day of the first parade that ever used a float. So just people walking down the streets. Just people. This is the first one, and you could imagine what parade it was. A uh, tournament of roses. No, no. It was the, it was a it was Mardi, Mardi Gras parade. Gras. Okay, Mardi Gras this time of year, right? Uh, this one was in Mobile. Mm-hmm. Not the one in New Orleans. Nope, the real home of Mardi Gras. Oh, that's is that really it? They'll tell, you, they'll tell you that we are the real home of Mardi Gras. Well, that's probably why they had the first that's float. That's why they had the first ones, Mobile. I didn't know that was they, they consider Why did they consider themselves the first one and not New Orleans? They, I oh. guess they because they did it before okay. New well, Orleans. Well, New Orleans always <laughs> boasts that they're the ones. Well, they're the for, biggest one with the debauchery. Mobile is more of a, a family, more family-oriented. Okay. And so New Orleans is a different animal. But same okay. thing. All right. Well. If you ever go to Mobile, some of the buildings in the downtown area are built in the same style mm-hmm. as, as as New Orleans in the French Quarter. Okay. So I, I didn't realize that until I went down with uh, Georgia State for football there. But I was going to my, my Buckwheat Zydeco story was I was up in up in Buckhead uh, yeah. years ago. 
It's a place called Blues Har- Har- Harbor. Blues Harbor, I, man. Please, I was you there. Know, you you know, can't talk about blues in the city. But, 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 but he was, knowing about it. But he was. Um, he came through there, man, and he played "Don't Mess with My Tutu." And this woman danced so hard, she twisted her ankle. They had to carry. Her. <laughs> they had to pick I should her laugh. Up. I'm sorry. I just picture. <laughs> no, that. that's painful, man. She was hurt, but she, she was working it. She was working it, Greg. And all of a sudden, they had to pick her up off the floor and carry her out of the club. She was. <laughs> Buckwheat Sidico up there, you know. Twist you, breaking ankles. You thought that you thought you thought Allen Iverson broke ankles. <laughs> That's a good one. I <laughs> Buckwheat Sidico. Did, did he keep playing? They kept playing. Didn't kept miss play, a note. Stop. Did not miss a note. And they just picked her up and just carried her right on out of the club. <laughs> the Stones did it all to my people getting stopped by the Hell's Angels and shot and killed. They just kept playing satisfaction. I kept going. There you go. You know, oh, why, what are you stopping for? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I didn't expect to hear that story. We've had some good stories today. We're good stories. I don't care what anybody says. We've amused ourselves. Well, we got a lot of stuff happening today. You know, you got the start of MLS. You yep. got the start of uh, baseball exhibition season. And we got Race Atlanta weekend. Motor Speedway. It's racing weekend, man. It's racing weekend. If you're heading down to Atlanta Motor Speedway, the gates are now open. Uh, you can go to, let me see what's happening. We got the, the gates are open. The fans can go to their event there. That's uh, can go in and visit that. The Cup Garages, the garage is about to open for the Cup Series cars at 10 a.m. Um, and then the, the Truck Series Garage opens at 11 a.m. Track activity from 11.30 to around 1, the Cup Series qualifying. Uh, from right after that to uh, 1, you're going to have Cup Series practice. And then the Truck Series race at 2 o'clock, Xfinity Series race at 5. But in between that, Greg, mm-hmm. so much entertainment, oh, yeah. so much fun that people can, can take part of than Atlanta Motor Speedway. If you're going down there today, you're going to have great weather today. You're going to have a great time uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, go down there and, and, and have some fun. And, and as you like to say, not just today, but also tomorrow, Yes, pack your patience. Pack, pack, you, well, pack, you know, it depends on what time you go. Well, it doesn't matter, just period. You know, you're going to be oh, around yeah. a lot of oh, yeah. folks, so just yeah. don't, you know— Act like everybody knows because there's a lot of first-timers. That's true. A lot of people going down there for the first time. A lot of people who go there regularly and they get aggravated because so-and-so don't know where to turn or so-and-so don't know where to park. And the next thing you know, you got some craziness and That's the cops got to get called. Yeah, so we, pack we your patience, as you like to say. It's going to be a fun weekend, man. Yeah. We want to have a good time. Uh, college basketball, I want to remind you, Tech is at Miami today at 4 o'clock. Uh, Georgia is home this evening against Auburn. That's a 6 o'clock tip. Kennesaw State's on the road uh, at Stetson at 2 o'clock. Over Georgia State, they got Twin Bill. They got the men playing at 2 o'clock against Texas State. Uh, The women are playing against Old Dominion at 5 over at at, uh, Georgia State today. And down the road in Carrollton, West Georgia's home against Shorter, uh, the sixth-ranked team in the country. Sixth-ranked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The alma mater ranked number six. We want to. Uh, I want to remind you again. Tomorrow is the fourth installment of They Got Next news segment. Sam and I have, and if you don't know what it is, check this out. It's time for They Got Next. Yay! Sam and Greg give area up and coming broadcasters thirteen and under their shot at the bids on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. So that is the feature, and we would like to hear from you. We need more contestants. We want, and listen, I'll put this on the back burner till we hear from parents, from from aunts and uncles, from people who have friends who have kids thirteen and under who want to get into this business, who talk sports, who can put together a one and a half minute sports report. We're going to send it to you. We're going to got a little sounder there, and then we go. And with today's sports report, it's uh, Daphne Shepard, and then you just go. 
for a minute and a half. I don't care what you got to say. As long as you don't cuss, we'll be fine with it. And at the end, ah, this is what I say her name was? Daphne Shepard. Yeah. Daphne Shepard with Sam and Greg on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. That's how you got ended. And who is Daphne Shepard? It's, it's, a, fic, it's a fictitious okay. contestant. Just, just checking. Just, just, just. Because <laughs> somebody out there driving along, they Daphne Shepard is about to I pr- didn't want to pull drive a, the car off the road. <laughs> I, have, I have discovered that when I have said names in the past of yeah. people like I went to grammar school with, mm-hmm. thinking that nobody's going to Google their names, they've Googled their names <laughs> and checked their things out. Yeah. And so I don't want to do that anymore. I just I just make up names on the fly instead yeah, of people who I knew actually existed. I'm just saying. Yeah. What I say her name was? See, I I forget it da- again. Daphne Shepard. Daphne Shepard. You might you might hear from somebody named Daphne Shepard. Like who are you? That'll be. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> or, or somebody your name or somebody like that? that knows a Daphne Shepard? <laughs> just to say. Listen, I. It, it is the craziest thing when you hear your name mentioned. Somebody with a name like I'm sure there's been Sam or Samuel Crenshaws that have shown up in the news, and you just kind of like do a Scooby Doo with your head. Or, yeah, what? Make sure what 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 have I done this time? <laughs> no. <laughs> or when you look up and you see the commissioner of the Big Ten looks exactly like you. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, man. So it 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 does. So Daphne Shepard, if you're out there, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, got John Freaky coming up top of the hour here. You don't have to hit it, Noel. I just want to run down some of these things here before Sam and I get out of here. That happened on this day. And if anything just sort of sticks with you, okay, feel free to comment. All right. When last time you've been to Arizona? Ooh, it's been a minute. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, to a bowl game. All right. Well, they were created on this day. Created? Arizona territory was, as territory. they put it, okay. created. Created. On this day, back in the mid-1800s. Um... A company, now, this is one of my bucket list things. I don't know if you guys have bucket lists. Noel, I don't know if you have a bucket list, something that if somebody said to you, what's the one thing you want to do on this planet? Okay, here's the money to go do it. Go somewhere, travel somewhere, do something. This is one for me. Okay. To take a cruise ship through the Panama Canal. Really? Yeah, just because it's, it's built, it's there. That's what ships do. They go through it, right? And there's actual cruises that go through. Cruises go through it? Yeah. Well, it's not just the military. No, it ain't military. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's there for commerce, too, so obviously companies use it. Yeah. But it, I didn't know you would want a cruise you go through. You can, that's the draw of the like cruise. It doesn't seem like it would be very scenic. Well, you're leaving from someplace on the East Coast. You're going to see some scenic stuff there, Mexico side, and you go down there, you see. And then when you come up, depending on where you land on the other side. It's just something that's, again, this this man-made structure that you know it's there to prevent people from going from one end of the continent to the other, and you zip through it. So they actually have cruises that are specifically, hey, take a Panama Canal cruise. So, yeah, that's one of the things I'd like to do. Just for the hell of it. You know, go through the Panama Canal. Anyway, it began construction on this day. That's why I threw it out there. There was a guy named Smokey Joe Wood. You ever heard of him? Smoke like I have. Smokey Joe was a pitcher for the Red Sox. He got sold, and you can use that phrase, but you can imagine the years I'm talking about. 1917, he got sold to the um, Indians, but for 15 grand. And I say that because the guy was still picked up by the Indians knowing he had a dead arm. Mm. That's the story, and that's how it's written. Okay. Uh, Knighted today by Queen Liz. I shouldn't say that. Queen Liz. Rest, rest in peace, but Queen well, Elizabeth. Like, man, you, yeah. Being, well, I'm not British. I'm not really, part really, of the, you know. Yeah, but you have to be that informal. Why not? I've, I've never heard her referred to as Queen. <laughs> I've, I've never heard her referred to as Americans before. can do that. Uh, yeah. Wow. I cleaned it up there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth and her purse. 
and a purse, whatever's in that purse. She knighted Elton John on this day. Okay. And yeah. we played some Elton earlier, so I want to mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel about this, whether it was true or not, but today was the day we got the news that Fidel Castro retired as president of Cuba. Yeah, he did retire. He did retire. Yeah, he did. Turn it over to his brother. Turn it over to his Raul. Yeah. But this was the day that that happened. Edward Jane is almost celebrating a birthday today. The Pina Colada song, dude. It ain't like Pina Colada. Rupert Holmes. Okay. Okay. I was thinking something else. I was thinking the the song that Pee Wee Herman danced on. That's tequila. (laughs) That's That's tequila. tequila. All right. Yeah. Different drink. Who sang this song? Bad to the Bone. Bad to the Bone. Noel. Bad to the Bone. George Thurgood. Happy birthday, George Thurgood, today. And rest in peace. Lost him in uh, 2011. Steve Jobs. Wow. Passed on this day. Or it would have been his birthday today. Okay. Okay. And these two guys, I'm going to end with this. Born on the same day, Bronson Arroyo, baseball pitcher, mm-hmm. and Floyd Mayweather. Oh, man. <laughs> Both okay. 47 years old today. Okay. So there you go. Money Mayweather. He's still, he's still charging folks 50 uh, bucks to you watch know, him fight. I don't, I don't know what he's got and how he can keep it, given the entourage that he has. Is this going to end up being like a hammer thing? What's that? Where Hammer lost all that money because he had an entourage as long as know, Lady man. Diana's dress tail. <laughs> It's huge. So you know Floyd's paying for some folks. Maybe so. But he's got some places happening. You know, he's got a, you know, right over here by the airplane hangar we talk about at Atlantic Station. Mm-hmm. His gym's right next to it. Okay. Yeah, man. I got no problem with Floyd. Yeah, I, I find him endlessly entertaining. Yeah. And and say what you will about what he's done offside. You know, from, from when I see him, they put him on TV, he's entertaining. And that's that's really all I need from him. Atlanta United starts their season today. In yes. fact, just a few hours. If you can't get in front of a TV to watch it, pregame at one o'clock, kick at two. We got it's it for you. It's gonna be cold here. It'll be it will be, well not if you're in front of a TV. Well, not in front you got to worry about that. But at, for them, man, we got college basketball tonight. Texas at Kansas. Pre-tip at five forty-five. Tip at six. And then tomorrow we got college basketball action early. Purdue at Michigan, one forty-five uh, pre-tip. Tip at two. But then Hawks. Versus Orlando, pregame at 6.30, tip at 7. <laughs> nice going, Noel. Noel, thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day and for your contribution. Are we going to have another Noel's World tomorrow? Why not? Well, I guess yes, that's my we answer. Should. We should. What do you mean we should? Sam just said we are. I said, why not? Why <laughs> so not? We're doing it tomorrow. we got all be... kind of stuff. We Adam Alexander is going to join us from, uh, right. from FS1, getting set for uh, the Amp Better Health uh, 400. And Randy McMichael... His son. The, and his son. But he's going to be here, too. Well, yeah, he'll be on with us. Yeah, he'll be, be on with us, too. Literally here, yeah. Right. Randy, you got to talk to Randy. He wants to talk to you. Randy, you want to talk to man, Randy. Hey. Before we talk to his son, Samson. Yeah. We got that coming up. We got Terrell <laughs> coming on there before the Hawks game. Uh, and then Maria Martin. Yeah. Freshly back from Sarasota County. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'll be talking Braves much like Miles did today. And some other stuff we ain't even thought of yet. Oh, sorry. Our buddy Kyle. Yeah, Cal Sanders is going to join us as we're going to be through the first two rounds of the state high school basketball tournament. Who's in, who's out, some surprises, and what to look for in the next round. Uh, we'll get that from Cal Sandy tomorrow morning. You guys have yourself a big day. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday mornings. For Sam and Noel, this is Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.